Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me guest speaker, Christian Gregory Lee. She is an author and future chef, and she is my firstborn. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, and hello to all the listeners. Thank you for having me, Allison, a.k.a. Mom. You're so welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce us to um, yourself. I know who you are, but introduce us to the listening audience. Well, hello, everyone. I'm technically considered the last group of millennials. Um, I Right now, I'm, a, I'm in a nine-month discipleship program with Glenn Arden's church called Divine Discipleships for Sisters. I've just been working on myself, my journey with the Lord. Um, you know, of course, trying to stay health, healthy, dealing with COVID, of course, and just living day by day and learning how to operate and just allowing God to work in my life. You know, I was thinking about um, how blessed I am as a mother and as a visionary author to have you on my book entitled Women Empowered to Win. And um, it's Empowered to Win, and it features six authors. And so you are one of the co-authors. Tell us a little bit about your chapter and why you decided to specifically write that chapter. Well, first, um, I was very surprised when you asked me to be on it because at the time that you asked me to be on this book, I didn't feel empowered. So when I started thinking and praying to God about you know, my mom wants me to write this book. What should I do? What should I talk about? He basically, I love sunflowers. So I was out in my garden planting new sunflowers and the sunflower process is the name that came to me. And then later on down the line, um, the subtopic of stop picking how God chooses to love you. It really made sense to me because I was in that stage of I graduated from college. I have a job. Yes, I like my job, but I haven't found my passion. So when I was writing this book, it just, it was really me journaling to myself and encouraging myself. I had to go through a process of changing the negative talk that I had started having for me mentally uh, about my life and understanding that I had made accomplishments and that how life was turning out for me. God was still leading me through whatever was going on. And I had to stop looking at myself, comparing myself to the next person. Now, um, share with us after a person finished reading your chapter, maybe name two or three things that you want them to get or take away from reading your chapter. Honestly, I want them to take away, I need them to realize that where they are in life is exactly where God needed them to be and it's helping build their character and that they have to learn to look at life differently because I live in a generation, well, we all do, but millennials, we were the beginning of the social media, but of course the next generation has advanced it to so many different things, TikTok, Instagram, 
there's so many avenues where we can look at ourselves and not feel like we're doing enough. We're not meeting the goal. We're not here. We don't look like this figure person. We don't have 29 businesses. We don't have multiple streams of income. We don't have this. We don't have the biggest degrees. And we somehow we elate status to who we are as a person. But you can't really do that because when you think about it, we have celebrities that have millions of dollars. And then two weeks on the news, we find, or a few weeks, we'll find out that someone committed suicide because they weren't unhappy. But status to, you know, for social media looks like that's the best thing because I have the money to do all these things. That makes me a better person, but character makes you a better person. So I, that's why I kind of wrote this book because, or this chapter in the book, because I needed to tell myself again, even though you pour into me daily about staying focused on who I am and what I want to do with Christ. And it's just, I had to make sure on the inside of me that I knew that my character superseded my status. Yes. Now, do you feel that your faith inspired you or has inspired you to write this chapter? Do you feel that your faith is what, you know, um, gave you that encouragement to, to move on to that next level and say, you know, I can do this and I can be a part of something greater. Absolutely. Um, one of the quotes that, I mean, one of the, I said quotes, but one of the scriptures that really resonated with this book or with this chapter that I wrote was second Corinthians 10, five which says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So summing that up or how it related to me, why was I looking at myself so negatively and God didn't have that image of me? Why is it that I didn't see myself in the image of God, but I saw myself in the image of I'm not doing enough. I'm not enough. I'm in the time I wrote this book, I was 27. So I'm 27. I graduated college. I haven't moved out yet. I don't have any kids. And at the time, I didn't have a boyfriend or any prospects. So, and I didn't have no business. So it was like, what am I doing besides going to work and coming home? I just didn't feel like I was doing enough. But when I sit back and look at it, I love volunteering. So I was volunteering at So Others May Eat, which is a shelter in D.C., and I was going to that frequently. I didn't have to get up and do that. Um, I would help my sister with school, help my grandparents with things. I bought a dog and he is awesome. He's <laughs> my yes. little baby. Um, just, I was doing other things, but I never looked at it like that. I kept looking at it like I did not have what I saw someone else have, which means my focus wasn't right. Now, I, I like that you said focus because I'm always saying, um, you know, what are you focusing on? What are you, um, you know, setting your eyes on to make sure that you continue to walk in what God has called you to do? So tell us, um, what are you most thankful of as you continue to journey on? Because as we get older, we're going to be thankful for so many things that we realize that God was doing that we didn't know. But at this um, age, what are you most thankful for? I'm thankful for grace and the fact that as I'm growing older, I'm understanding the 
the love and grace and the fact that God, not only does he change you in your heart, but he shows you to change. He lets you see your change. And I'm thankful that I'm learning how to just look at life differently and realize that as long as I keep my eyes on God, everything else that I think I'm struggling with, I'm not really struggling with. It's just a worldly thing. So I'm I'm thankful for that. Yes. Now, let me ask you this question because I have like all of these questions I want to mm-hmm. ask. Some of them I probably already know the answers to, but I'm not sure if I ask you to tell us your chapter title and then tell us why um, the sunflower means so much to you because you wear the sunflower, you know, mm-hmm. in your the, the clothes that you wear, the things that you have around your room. So the sunflower is really significant to you. So tell us the title of your chapter. And it's okay to call it your book because it really is. Um, but tell us your chapter and um, why you called it the sunflower. So my chapter is called The Sunflower Process. Stop picking how God chooses to love you. And the reason why I chose the title of this book, well, at the time, like I told you, when I started writing this chapter, I am trying to have a green thumb. I would like to plant and have a garden. So I planted sunflowers and uh, I planted seven sunflowers. And when I planted these seven sunflowers, four out of them did not survive, but the three did. Now, the one that was the strongest was always tilted up to the sun. Now, I know if people know about flowers, that that's how they gain their energy is by, it's a whole process, photosynthesis and things like that, but we won't go into that. But it's just, they gain their their strength by the sun rays. So the sunflower in particular that I fell in love with and I was so happy it grew so strong, it always tilted its head up and it never really, I know this sounds weird, but by tilting its head up, I noticed that it could not, it didn't have the opportunity to look down side to side. Now, the ones that died looked like they were leaning over towards the, the other um, flowers that were blooming. It looked like they were trying to gain some light or gain some energy or try to figure something out. This is just visually how it felt in my mind. Um, and when I looked at that thought process, it was like, as long as I focused on God, my love, my strength was there. My light was there. And I stood out because that's all I focused on. Um, And when I said stop picking how God chooses to love you, that relates back to what I was focusing on. What I was focusing on wasn't correct because I was on Instagram and you see the 23-year-old that has 14 businesses and the the 9-year-old that has a whole lemonade business. And I wasn't focused on the right things, so it brought me down. It made me basically wither like the other four uh, sunflowers that withered before. And it just made me realize that I was choosing to condemn myself or or tell myself that because I didn't have these accolades that I didn't matter, that somehow what I had thought I was growing to be was never going to be enough. And who am I? You know, who... Who are we to say, God, you know, you made a mistake. I'm not doing, I'm not prospering the way you said I was. And I am. You know, um, I'm, I'm so glad you shared that so that people will know why you actually wrote that story. 
Um, but what I, another thing I was thinking about was that, um, finish this sentence. What legacy do you want to leave behind? What is it that you want to leave the next generation that will encourage them and strengthen them as they continue on? I want them to look at the world differently. I want them to, I want them to see the world through God's eyes and not so much through their own. I know that sounds a little off, but if you get into the word, you understand what I'm saying. I need you to, I need people to look at the world the way God intended it and not so much of how society wants you to speed up. You got to have a home at 30. You got to have kids by 35. You have to have three businesses at this time so that you can retire at this time. If you don't have this much saved up, you won't have that. If you don't have this kind of car, you don't have that kind of shirt, or you don't have this kind of shape, it just makes you feel like you're nothing. But in actuality, we have so much compared to other countries. That we look at it like we don't have enough. But for me to have a car to someone that don't even have rubber shoes on their feet, that walk with cardboard, just being thankful for where they are, where we are in life and looking at it like how blessed we are from God. Being able to have freedom of speech and choice. I can go outside and walk. I don't have to go outside and go uh, try to make $12 to feed my family just being happy and thankful for exactly where I am in life and looking at world of how amazing it is. Even just going outside and seeing green grass in the lawn. Some people wake up to dirt every day. So. That is great. That is great. We talked a little bit about um, purpose. I believe, and I say this all the time, that each and every one of us were, were created on purpose for a purpose. Do you believe at this point in your life or this chapter in your life that you are coming into your purpose or you're already at your purpose or God still is developing you? So this was always one of those questions where my heart get all anxious and it's like, how do you answer this question? And I can honestly say he's been working on me he's been working through me because he has to get me to a place like the book that i wrote the chapter i'm still operating on learning how to fully look at myself the way god does in this current state but i'm further along than where i was so i know that i'm journeying into my purpose because the connections that i've made the not i by myself but just the people he has me around like I I didn't even look at myself as a person that could be a disciple and bring people into Christ but I'm still working on the visual of that because even now God has placed new people in my life that when we've had those you know how you have those deep conversations I had one of them blurred out to me and we I think we were just going to go get Chick-fil-a or something like that and she said, I, she was like, I know this sounds weird, but I just want to say, I believe you were placed in my life because I was at that point trying to figure out my journey with God and you just made it look so light. 
and I just, you know how you just, you hear somebody, but you don't know, you don't know what to respond to. And I was just like, okay, girl, let's get some ice cream too. Let's celebrate. But in actuality, it set on my heart because it was like, oh, I'm doing something right. I can't believe it. <laughs> like she saw God in me where? And it's crazy that you sometimes think that you've, I know your sin or whatever you've had to deal with in your life has made you someone that God can't use. And then again, as I said before, who are you or who am I to think that he can't use me? So it kind of just brought back up grace again about me learning and changing my character and changing how I view myself. And again, looking at God. You know, I was, uh, thank you so much for answering that because when I started this project, this visionary, um, book project, I kept asking God, who does he want to have on the book? I put out for 15 and then people didn't respond and I took it down to 10 and then people didn't respond. But I knew that God had given me this vision to do. And the reason why I knew he had given me that vision is because he also needed me to do something in August. So when he gave me this vision in February, he needed me to complete that in order for me to get to what he had me to do in August. And so I prayed for um, the women that are on the book now. So when God gave me the five women and, and you keep saying grace, that's exactly what I said at our women's conference that God gave me the five people that he wanted on my book. And it was grace that sealed it and that covered it. So, um, you know, I know you don't know this, but you have been an inspiration to many. And even though you don't see it right now, I believe as time go on, you're going to see it in what you are doing with your sister and your brother and being a leader. Tell us a little bit about, um, ways that God is showing you that he's using you to lead other people to him. And it just was kind of revealed in what your friend was saying. Yes. Um, I think ways that I've seen it happen, it's always been, it caught me off guard because I'm a person that I don't mind being behind the scenes. I can help throw a party and I can just be eating my cake in the hallway. Like I don't need to be center of attention. So there have been moments when people will say, Christian, can you pray over dinner? And I'm like, it's other people in here. I know they know Jesus. I don't understand. <laughs> My mama right there. Or um, I've had some people say, can you pray for me? And I know I shouldn't, you know, I've been raised in the church and things of that nature. I'm not unfamiliar with God, but when someone says, can you pray for me or can we pray together? It's like a whole different level of how they see me that I might not even see me. And it's like, you want me to pray for you? You think I can just knock on Jesus door and get you saved? Like I, I hadn't gotten to that place where I felt I could be a disciple. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a disciple that has no sin, but to know that I could still help someone along their journey. We're, we are all babes in Christ and we grow up. But I, I just think I still thought I was just a toddler, you know? And I just didn't know how to 
just see that I was evolving or know that in this current state, I'm evolving. Yes. Now, do you believe that writing is therapy and that when you wrote this chapter, it helped you through some things? Oh, absolutely. Um, now, do I do it often? Absolutely not. Am I working on it? Sure I am. I really, really am. Believe me. <laughs> um, but writing was the only way that this book even, of course, you know, you have to write to get a book out, but writing was the only way that I actually came to terms with the fact that I did not see myself the way God does. And by knowing that, that was the first step. That was the first step to go to go to him and let him know that I have on hate blockers towards myself. And I need his help to help me get those off so that I can operate in the purpose that he has for me. And I still go to him and say, God, you know, this whole weight thing, I've been up and down yo-yo all the time. What is it that's holding me back? And what's so interesting is he had me watch a, or, you know, YouTube has where it funnels and tell you what you should watch or could watch or suggestions. And one of them was, what's, what's your weight? What's weighing you down? And the lady, eventually she talked about, you know, weight, but she said, sometimes your weight is not your weight of you eating your weight is the way you feel about yourself your weight is the way you allocate and handle stress your weight can be so many different things that hold you and i also had another young lady who is one of my sunday school teachers when i was losing weight which i'm going to be back on that journey um she said the weight you lost kind of just it was a lift of your spirit i see your spirit more so that led me to understand that my weight wasn't just that I had the weight of body weight, but it was the weight of how I saw myself, the weight of how I walked through life, the negative weight that I was carrying for who knows what reason, because I don't remember, but you know, you can carry a weight, a grudge, anything for years because you let it go to the back of your mind and you don't think about it, but your body is still holding it. You know, Chris, I was um, thinking about when you were writing your chapter and um, you were getting ready to go into that daughter mode and say, you know, you and I were sitting in an office and um, you were like, mommy, can you just um, look over my chapter? Can you tell me what you think? And believe it or not, I never shared this with you, but I specifically heard God say, don't help her. Let her write this chapter because it's going to free her. And even though I am a perfectionist and I know that God is working on me with that. And I know that God is working on me with, you know, how, um, you know, directing and showing you and um, Demona. But I specifically heard him say, I don't need you to touch her story. I need you to let her write it, to free her, let me work through her and let me do what needs to be done. So when I heard you speak at the um, book signing, I knew it was nobody but God because as nervous as you was, when you walked up to the podium to speak, everything that you had said 
came straight from God because you didn't know what you were going to say. You just kind of opened up. And when you said it, you not only freed yourself, you freed other people. So tell us what people have been saying about your chapter Mm -hmm. that you wrote in the book. Honestly, that is so funny that you said this part, um, more heart touching than funny, but you know, I relate everything to jokey joke because that's just how I operate. Um, I, the day of you were already, I know you're a perfectionist. I, you know, I'm, you raised me. So the day of the conference, I told you, I was like, mom, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. (laughs) I'm going to review, do a rough draft over my book. And then I'm just going to let it happen. Um, and when I said what I said, you know how you can have an out of body experience. Like, you know, you're talking, but then you're like, did I have these words? No, this wasn't me, but it was my heart. It was my heart expressing how much, yes, I wrote this chapter for people, but I wrote it for me. I wrote it because I'm in the sunflower process. I'm in the process of growing and letting God's nutrients that he already wants to put inside me minister to me. And I also know that like when you said how God told you not to help or not to um, aid me in this process of writing this chapter... I know that it's true because as a child, you always want your mother's approval. You always want your parents' approval. It means so much to you. But sometimes in your getting approval, you fall into the forms of your parents. And why not? You're successful. If I just followed the train that Allison was on, I would be successful too because you had a positive outcome. But then I would never know what train God wanted me to be on to pick up the people he needed me to pick up if I'm trying to pick up the same people Allison picked up. But it was so hard for me to break out of that because, again, seeing myself in the negative light, I don't want to be a failure. But if I look at failure differently to realize that failure doesn't mean end, failure is a comma in my life. It's a part of my sentence, but it's not my ending. Finding that and realizing that, and I still have to realize that today, it made it better for me. It made it, it made me, for the first time, I can say I breathed so well that I probably had four lungs, not just two. I released pressure that I didn't even know I was building up. And it was just wonderful. Wow, that was so, so powerful how you just um, explained it and broke all of that down. Listen, we are coming to the end of the show and you know, you and I, we can talk and talk and talk and share so much as um, we get ready to close, share with us any upcoming um, events or anything you would like to leave with our listening audience to encourage them to stay on their journey or stay on their assignment. Well, I always say, look at the world differently. Find God and look at the world differently because if you don't, you'll be just, you'll never peak. And how uncomfortable is that to be a seed that never actually becomes a flower? Uh, And that's not even what he intended for you to do. So just look at the world differently. Take a step back. Take a walk around your neighborhood and then look at your house 
and look at someone else's house and know how unique your house is because it's yours. Not because if it's bigger or smaller, but it's yours. That's your claim. Look at the trees. Look, just take the time to look at life and just know that you're operating the best way you can. And be okay with that. Don't don't compare it to somebody else. Don't say they went five miles and I only went 0.3. You know what? Somebody else don't have the legs to go 0.3. So don't look at life so negative. And I know that sounds like, well, how do you really do that? I'm still learning. But if you just take a breath, Monday, through Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you look at life positively. Tuesday, Thursday, you say, God, look, I don't have it in me today. But eventually you'll get to that place where... You'll breathe different and you wouldn't want to breathe so hard anymore. You just want to relax. Now, as far as for upcoming projects, I have to have more Monday, Wednesday, Friday breathe days and not as many Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, eh, you know, let me watch Netflix days. But uh, there's another book that God has, or I guess my own book that God is working on helping me see myself differently and it's just going to be a continuation or a deeper view in sunflower process but a little more personal because it'll be more of me but it honestly will be how i birth into my purpose that is powerful listen on behalf of gospel time machine agd publishing We here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out to spend your day with us, wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace. Have a wonderful day. But I have friends around me that are new.